0: Don Culpepper, slide on in. Welcome. Thanks for coming out tonight. Uh, let, me, let me just jump right into where we left off there. I, I gather you're going to find some area of disagreement uh, with what you heard as a progressive vision for Athens. You would, I think, unapologetically decide, describe yourself as more conservative than less. Uh, talk about your political philosophy and what you do behind the rail.
1: Well, Tim, first of all, thanks for the chamber, and thank you for everybody for being here. Um, one of the things about local politics is they're nonpartisan and I don't want to bring uh, national issues locally. What I want to do is work on workforce development, um, talking about giving people good-paying jobs. Let's give them the skills to have those jobs versus just giving it to them. Because if, if you just give them the money, then the, I mean, it's very, then the uh, manufacturers, whoever, they're going to have to raise their prices to pay to offset the cost of these higher wages. We're seeing that right now with inflation. So well, let's let's give them the tools to build workforce development and build their skills to where they can earn a higher wage. I agree 100%. I think workforce development is the key to everything we've been talking about today. Poverty will start coming down if we work on that. But we've got we've got to work with our kids. We've got to invest in our children. They're our future. And we need to start third and fourth grade with literacy. And then with the with mentor programs, enhanced mentor programs, after school programs and community centers. You know, we had those, when the schools were closed for a year and a half, those programs were closed we saw an uptick in crime because we didn't have, some of the children did, did not have the opportunity to get a, a positive, somebody with a positive influence on their life at home, they did not have that. And that's where they were getting it was these, pro, these programs. So we've got to invest in those. We start with there, then when we get to high school, People have gotten mad at me saying, you know, you're talking about school board issues, and you don't have anything to do with the school board. I'm in the employment business. I own a company called Express Employment Professionals. And we employ about 900 people each week in the surrounding area. I've got four offices, Athens, Brazelton, Covington, and Lawrenceville. What I see on a day to day basis, employers are struggling for qualified workers. What we need to do is work there in Jackson County, they have a thing called the empower College and Career Academy. It's an educational partnership with the school district and the local businesses.
0: But haven't we done some of that with, with and specifically in conjunction with Athens Tech, aren't there those kind of arrangements local? With Athens, Athens Tech,
1: Tech, I'm talking about high school.
0: Okay, but high that involves high school students. And, and correct,
1: but we need to enhance that. In Jackson County, the local businesses and local industries have provided funding, they provided equipment, and so in theory, when these children graduate from high school, if they do not wanna go to a technical school or to a secondary education, they have a job at one of the local industries because the industries had to say so in creating that curriculum. That, when we have people that are going to work right out of high school with good paying jobs, that will help and lower our poverty.
0: What do you do about crime, John Culpepper? Uh, the police, uh, you've heard police morale discuss, the lack of police morale, some have said. Uh, what do you do about crime and crime fighting and the people who we employ to fight the crime in our community?
1: First of all, we need to support our police officers. We've got 47 open positions as of this morning at the police department. Uh, we've lost uh, Chief Spruill, and we've also lost a lot of tenured staff. So that's a lot of experience that we're losing. We've got to be able to recruit good Officers, we've also be able to pay them well, but provide them the resources and the training they need. And the local government has got to support them. We're having trouble recruiting qualified people right now because of the stigma about the local government not supporting. The police force.
0: Well, you heard the mayor say earlier, uh, the increasing starting pay for some of these officers to $47,000. You tell me how competitive that is with some of our surrounding communities. It, it seems to be competitive with at least some of the smaller rural counties. Now, you get over to Metro Atlanta, different animal, but that, that is a. Pay is not that?
1: everything, though.
0: All right. It's the culture
1: and how they're treated and how they're respected in the community and how they're supported by the local officials. Pay is one thing, but there's a lot more to go than them just pay.
0: What do we do about property taxes? you mentioned John Culpepper, inflation and and price values, home price values going through the roof. We're all going to see that reflected in our next batch of property tax bills. Uh, Would you, as a commissioner, be willing to consider freezing, eliminating uh, property taxes for senior citizens?
1: Absolutely. So affordable housing, we were talking about that earlier. Affordable housing can also be people that are in their homes that can't afford to stay there because of the rising property taxes. We need to look at rolling back our millage rate to offset the increase in the property values. Also possibly freezing property values for low income families or seniors over 65.
0: Uh, your father, uh, your late father, I knew quite well and his, his passion for linking Athens and Atlanta with, with some form of rail, we heard that criticized, uh, talk of that criticized earlier in the evening. Where would you be on that? And it, or is that even worth considering at this point?
1: I mean, as much as I'd love to see it because it was my dad's passion and I'd love to see his legacy continued. I don't think that's the top thing we need to worry about right now. We got to worry about our crime. we about to get our streets straightened out.
0: And in terms of that, uh, what do you want to see in the next police chief?
1: Leader. We had a great leader in Chief Sproul and we need a leader who's going to connect with the community and be involved in the community. Chief Sproul was wonderful, I, I hate that we lost him. Somebody very similar to him would be great.
0: Now we heard someone say earlier, and this will be the last question for you, someone say earlier, well, we need to put, and they, they said it, I need mean, to put black officers in black neighborhoods and white officers in white neighborhoods. That type of law enforcement segregation, is that a good thing?
1: I don't know, I mean, it's, we want people to connect with communities. So you want somebody that's going to be able to connect with that community. But that doesn't necessarily have to be race, I mean, It has to be somebody that can can speak to those people and connect with them.
0: All right. John Culpepper, candidate in District 7, one of two. Uh, Thanks for coming out this evening. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Final candidate in District 7, uh, Alan Jones makes his way up here to join us. Alan Jones, thanks for coming out this evening. Thank you for having me, Tim. I get my timer reset and off we go. Uh, Talk about, and again, we've posed this question to others in your circumstance who jumped into this race as a seat opens that we didn't think was gonna open until we got what we got with redistricting. Your thoughts on that?
2: Well, everything that was done was done legally, but that doesn't mean that it was particularly right. Um, They redistricted three people out of their seats because they didn't like that particular brand of politics. They made these new districts which if you look at them, there are clear people that they chose to represent those districts. And now they have also um, really gotten together with a lot of people from Atlanta to fund those people that have that kind of more uh, conservative mindset.
0: And, and you would describe yourself politically leaning more toward the progressive end of the spectrum?
2: I would say that I am uh, fairly fiscally conservative but socially liberal and I do vote Democrat.
0: Uh, fair enough. Uh, did, what does that mean when you get behind the rail? How would that manifest itself in some of the various decisions you'd be asked to make?
2: It's it's not particularly the biggest thing. It is a nonpartisan race, but um, things like we've heard talk about living wages, things like that that I would stand for. Um, I wouldn't call myself a far end of, of either extreme. Um, I'd like more information on what...
0: Well, sure, and get into specifics, a fair way to answer that. Again, Alan Jones, candidate for a seat on the athens Clark County Commission District. 7. I think you and I talked about this on our radio show. You, you hear all this, and we've talked about a lot of those big issues, uh, the police protection and defunding police and workforce development. And a lot of the phone calls, and anybody who's served on the commission can tell you this, a lot of the phone calls have to do with garbage that didn't get picked up or a pothole in the street. Uh, How do you deal as a commissioner, as a commission candidate, with just those day-to-day quality of life issues? I know you've worked with folks on the Timothy Corridor about some of these things in in particular.
2: Yeah, well, um, yes, I did form a group, uh, an advocacy group for the Timothy Corridor because I think it's not so much when we talk about the the SPLOST and the T-SPLOST not funding a specific area. I think part of it is the fact that we weren't a unified government for a long time, so a lot of the Back when Athens was just a city, a lot of the resources went to that area. So now a lot of the more suburban areas that are on the fringes um, haven't gotten as much. Timothy is one of those areas. We saw that kn- it the road itself is rather dangerous. So what we did is I started Timothy Forward. We got um, the neighborhoods together. We had about 90 people at our first meeting. And uh, we... We just had a listening session, what do people want? We had Chief Spruill there, we had the Director of Transportation and Public Works, we had our commissioner, I said we had about 90 people there to listen to what they wanted. We determined some of the things that they wanted and now I've been working on those for a number of years and we've got about $8 million that should be coming into the corridor that is doing everything from traffic calming to advanced crosswalks with flashers to a gateway treatment at the entrance to the area. And most importantly, sidewalks to the, especially to the poorer areas of Timothy Road that don't have them. And hopefully it's actually going to be a multi-use path if the, the money holds out.
0: Again, uh, Alan Jones, candidate for District 7 on the athens Clark County Commission, the matter of law enforcement and the next police chief. I think somebody said four police chiefs now in eight years. Uh, your thoughts on what you want the next police chief to be and do?
2: Well, I think the next police chief, I would hope, would have a little stronger focus on de-escalation. But um, in in general, I just think we need somebody that we can get to be here a long time. And I think that's with every police officer we have. And we've talked about raising wages, but longevity bonuses for our officers to make sure they want to stay here, possibly even lowering the number of years they need to retire. So that we don't see after we've spent all this money and time training our officers that they decide after 10 years of having to deal with students vomiting in their cars that they decide to move to Peachtree City.
0: Yeah. Again, Alan Jones, uh, candidate for District 7 on the Athens-Clarke County Commission. Uh, It's been discussed at great length this evening. Your contributions to the conversation on affordable housing.
2: Well, there's a number of pieces with affordable housing that are important. I think the inclusionary zoning piece that's going on right now is great, and I think it's going to help. What that does is it incentivizes developers that are developing large unit areas to develop some of those as smaller units, smaller than the normal requirements, and even takes down the, the parking minimums for those Unit areas and, so
0: and dramatically, or so as I understand would would fairly dramatically uh, give us disparities in housing cost. And I'm going to make up some numbers here. This is a an $800,000 house, and next to it is a $200,000 house. Is the market, in your estimation, going to respond to that?
2: Well, it, it's not houses; it's units within a complex for the most part, and they really in those places that have done this in the past, they don't do the poor door concept. You don't have this person's house looks, or this person's unit looks like it's smaller or what have you. There, there are different rates on those. And things like our mall redevelopment. We've talked about that and using some of the inclusionary zoning in that development as we put more workforce housing possibly in there. And, and the mall is something we've gotta get right. Um, we've only got one chance to do the next project that goes in there that is gonna be the best for Athens, because that's a huge property. If you take the mall's area and the parking lot and you drop that on top of downtown Athens, mm. it'd be the same size.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and we'll see where that one shakes out. What do you wanna see happen there?
2: Well, they talk about a live, work, play environment. I think the plans that I've seen through the, the planning have, They need some work yet. I I like the fact that we're gonna get more housing because housing stock is an issue. I like the fact that there is going to be additional retail still there that is interesting, um, a little bit of uh, the work environment. They're gonna put some green space in their planning, but they really haven't, in the plans I've seen, they haven't put enough things that are going to make it really attractive to many people as far as green space, as far as sidewalks, as far as, as even bike lanes.
0: All right, Alan Jones, candidate District 7 on the athens Clark County Commission. Thanks for coming out this evening. Thank you. Finally, finally, if she's able to join us and she has been battling on uh, maybe more severely than most of us the pollen that is concerning to all of us in recent days she's playing in her playing hurt here but she's going to go for it uh, commissioner ovita thornton in district nine we'll see how much of the voice you have left and we'll tax it for just a few minutes thanks for thanks for stepping up this evening thank you for um having me uh, you've heard a lot uh here this evening we've discussed a lot of issues and you have the luxury being unopposed so you can speak whatever your mind is on some of these issues not that that was going to be a problem for you Good night everybody anyway. let's go home. <laughs> <laughs> All right give me some thoughts on what you've heard tonight as it relates to the uh, uh, law enforcement uh disparities in communities affordable housing the lack thereof what what do you say to some of these points that have been raised this evening
3: um I, first of all thank you again and uh, thank everybody for coming out um where to begin law enforcement I do not support defunding the police. Um, um, I think we can do some things differently. Uh, We should not have a shortage like we do have. Safety is important to everybody. And um, maybe the message originally about defunding, maybe it just wasn't explained properly but I Well, we,
0: that's right. We had two commissioners who explained it pretty well. Let us take 50% of the budget away from the Athens-Clarke County Police Department over a 10-year period. I even I understood that.
3: Well, I didn't agree with that. And I don't agree with that. I I think we could take monies and trainings and do something much more productive. I think we should be encouraging our young people to be law enforcement officers. We, you know, I, I think the young lady who spoke earlier about when um, uh, police come into a black community, there's a whole different um, reaction. And I agree with that. But we as a community,
0: um, Well, then, let me be the dumbest okay. guy in the room for a minute, okay? Uh, and, and get you to explain it to me, because I've never been black, all right? Uh, you don't know I'm, what you're missing. I, I understand. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. Uh, <laughs> But but you said the police don't just randomly show up. I mean, they come to the black neighborhood the same reason they come to the white neighborhood. Now there's there's a citizen in need. There is perhaps okay. a crime that has been committed, and and the police are not responding in a vacuum. They're responding to sometimes dangerous circumstances. Do you circumstances.
3: remember? Do you remember um, the Edward Wright story?
0: Uh, it was before my time. I am familiar with the story. Yes.
3: And Edward Wright's mother called the police because he was having a mental breakdown.
0: Well, this was in the early, mid-90s, early and, 90s. and uh, black early man, and... Running
3: school morning, naked. Naked, yeah. Now, I don't care what nobody says. There was no reason to shoot that young man. But, it happened. Mm-hmm. And most black people, that's what we relate to. That's what, that image and i'm sorry no, that, I'm but that's an example
0: well, well, let me fast forward because we can we don't have to go back to the early 90s we can go back to 2019 we had six officer involved shootings five of them deadly and in terms of race and ethnicity yeah. to use the word we were pretty diverse it was white folks as black folks asian even a woman who was caught up
3: in that but you know i don't think it's and of, every one of those, I should say, were deemed justifiable. But, but, but I don't think it's about race, per se. That's where I, I'm, I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. I think that how our minds are trying there's, there's a, a, a series called Hacking Your Mind, and how there are things that we are educated subliminally that we just get embedded. I feel I, whenever anybody is killed by police, uh, a police person, I feel just as bad for that police officer. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's went through, going through his family's going to go through, and 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 all we, you know. So I don't want to seem empathetic or lack of concern, but I do think that we, as a community, um, and when you talk, I think someone mentioned our role as um, commissioners. Mm-hmm. I think we should be supportive, and I think we should be listening and I think we should address these issues. Um, I'm gonna go ahead on because I, I heard a conversation about progressives. Mm-hmm. I feel as I'm about the most progressive person alive. Progressive means moving forward. It doesn't mean tearing stuff down and try to figure out how you wanna build it back up later. We need to listen to constituents more. We should get involved. If anybody's trying to do anything to improve the lives of people, that's being progressive. Um, What else was... Uh, Just quickly,
0: because I know it was the big issue for tonight, we'll let you deal with this for a couple of minutes, then we'll hit the bottom of the hour and get everybody home.
3: Uh, Discuss affordable housing. Affordable housing is what you can afford. I think we make that too hard. Um, um, And I do believe there's a place for everyone. Next, April the 30th, I will be working with a group, hosting an affordable housing conference at, um, um, Clark Central, Okay, <laughs> Clark Central. But, but the reason why this is different, we're bringing in zoning people, uh, persons, we're bringing in developers, we're bringing in... Um, um, uh, the different types of housing, modular homes, um, um, mobile homes, apartments, we're going to have people speak. We're even going to talk about the homeless encampment. There is no one solution to affordable housing, but it takes all of these entities, TO MAKE IT HAPPEN
0: know, Thornton, THANKS
3: FOR STEPPING UP THIS EVENING THANKS FOR YOUR
0: SERVICE BEHIND THE RAIL THANKS TO ALL OF THESE CANDIDATES I WANT TO ASK A QUESTION BEFORE EVERYBODY GETS OUT OF HERE I WANT TO ASK JUST A COUPLE OF QUESTIONS OF THE AUDIENCE uh, LET ME BEGIN BY it. I DON'T NEED YOU TO SHOUT OUT NAMES OR ANY OF THAT I MEAN DO WHAT YOU WANT BUT I JUST WANT TO SEE A SHOW OF HANDS uh, YOU CAME IN HERE LET'S TALK ABOUT THE MAYOR'S RACE OKAY YOU CAME IN HERE WITH A CANDIDATE I'M GOING TO VOTE FOR THAT PERSON ARE YOU STILL GOING TO VOTE FOR THAT PERSON All right, uh, hands down. Uh, Did you change your mind? I was going to vote for him, not going to vote for that other one. Anybody at all have a mind change tonight? Anybody change their mind? Let me ask this question this way. Anyone change their mind about the commission candidate they plan to vote for? I see like two hands, three hands. Did we just waste two hours here? What, what? No, I don't think we did. I I don't think we did. Thanks to all the candidates and thanks to the chamber for setting up. David, Bradley, a quick word before we get out of here. Yeah, hey everybody, a big round of uh, applause for Tim. Thank you, thank you. And y'all, we are, I'm uh, looking at Tammy Gilland at Piedmont Piedmont Athens. Y'all, thank you so much for allowing us here. And on Thursday night at 5.30, we are ribbon-cutting the the tower here. Please come and enjoy. Have a great night. Thank you, guys. To the radio audience, we're going to get you back to whatever passes for regular programming. You've been listening to our candidates forum tonight on WGAU.